week three, fruitfulness. We're speaking on maturity. We're not, <coughs> apologies. It's that season. We're not going to be long this morning. I see something happening in this corner when one wears a suit, another one wears a suit, and one wears denim, the other one wears denim. <laughs> <laughs> So the enemy's been attacking. And the moment, Sister Vanessa, when you, when Jesus is being formed in you, or Christ is being formed in you, there will be challenges. You will get attacked. Not because Satan hates you, but he hates what's being formed in you. You know, and that's why as a ministry, it seems like we're going through a season. No, God is still in control. Relax. Here are headphones. So, teachings like this, if it does not move you or conflict you, yeah, this is what he said. He said they stood outside last week and the word of God hit him so hard it felt like Mike Tyson was continuously pounding on his spirit man. That's what the word of God must do. It cannot just make you feel blessed. It must bring you to a point also where you're convicted and then you realign your life to the things that you need to. Some people when the word of God hits them hard, you know, they walk away. And that's the sad part and we're going to speak about being connected this morning. But this series is going to get a bit tougher. But it's because God loves us so much that we are shaped into what He wants or who He wants us to be. Amen. Let's get into the Word of God. Colossians 1, chapter 1, verses 9 to 12. We're still speaking of maturity, but maturity is such a vast topic that we cannot speak on it as one because there are layers and facets. And so right now we're dealing with fruitfulness. And why fruitfulness? Fruitfulness speaks of the ability to bring forth fruit. And many times we've spoken fruitfulness over people out of excitement and we have not seen that some people don't have the capacity to be fruitful. So the problem was not that the enemy was holding your fruitfulness, it may have been your immaturity because a small tree cannot bring forth fruit. We have to understand it. Immature plants cannot bear fruit. And immaturity does not mean your size or your length of serving God because the fig tree was a tall tree. If otherwise Christ wouldn't have gone, it looked like it was matured, but its maturity ultimate was shown lacking when the fruit was lacking. So now we know that fruitfulness is not something that you go and fast and pray for, rather fast and pray that God matures you. Because fruitfulness is a result of maturity or you have been grown. Does it make sense? Because in this church we will not teach you to pray for things that we know is a consequence of principle living. We rather deal with the principles of stuff like forgiveness, living holy, all those things because we know we are praying for secondary things in the body of Christ and that's why we are so misguided. We pray for buildings, for houses, for cars, for the stuff we can pray for, for jobs and stuff, but it should not be because once we understand when I'm, when I'm planted where God wants me to be, as a consequence, things will fall into place. So now our whole mindset changes about how we love. Because sometimes when you've been praying for something and it's not come, sit back and allow the Holy Spirit to show you, Sister Louisa, why these things are not coming. There must be some way where life of God is leaking from you. And then we find that the issue is not me and heavy. Oh, my, my, sorry, my brothers or my sisters, many times the issues are my own. 
and mature people acknowledge when they are at fault. That's the thing with maturity. It's not. It's so easy to say, yeah, I'm like this because of Brother Craig's. Yeah, I stopped going to church because um, Nathan didn't greet me again. It's so easy. But if you mature, you know, you know, I will give an account to God. Regardless of my situation, was I disconnected myself. A baby, think of a baby, as cute as they are. What's frustrating is when a baby cries and you've given him the dummy, you've given the bottle, you've cleaned them, you don't hear what kind of this. It doesn't mean you don't love the baby, you hate them all of a sudden. But it frustrates you when there's a disconnect in communication. And that's the point with many people that spiritually they have not grown and all they do is cry when things don't go their way. Okay, what's going on? For this cause, since we heard, since the day we heard, we do not cease to work for you, pray for you. So when you talk of someone in the absence, if you're not praying, you're doing the opposite. Right. Since we heard of it, we prayed. Our first response when we heard of something happening in a family, good or bad, is prayer. Meaning we're engaging with God on behalf of someone. That is prayer, right? And we did this last week. I just need to, because where we're going to go, we go to. The second part, we need to connect to what last week. So we're not going to spend a lot of time on this. It says that you might be filled. The word filled here means that whatever it is that is coming, that you are full of it, meaning there's no space for the opposite, Pastor Brian. There's no space. That you are full of the knowledge of whose world? His world. A baby. Does he think of your world? Does a baby think, oh, my mom or dad hasn't slept for, the, for this last three months? Uh, let me sleep. No, the baby thinks, it's half past two, I want to be awake. My world. Now it makes sense, does it make sense? Because if you're not filled with the knowledge of his world and all these things, you will always just think of yourself. How does it make sense, guys? That you'll be filled with the knowledge of his world. You know how we know Jesus is a son or was a son? When in Gethsemane, if you are at your Gethsemane moment, what is a Gethsemane moment where you where the pressure of God's world is so much that you are so close to stepping out of it? And why did Jesus feel like that? Because when he got the body, he needed to have a soul. And every soul is open to emotional disturbances or inflections. What is inflections? The point where change starts. Everyone has that. If Jesus had problems that time, to feel so pressed in his emotions. What about us? But, and as a Zulu word, Oksalayo, in spite of him feeling like that, he still chose the will of God. That shows that he was a son. Not just because he could walk with 12 guys and teach them and walk there like, Rabbi, and here's my... Because everybody likes the position. Show us who you are when you get ceremony. Show us who you are, Pastor Brian, when... You've done everything, run around for the kingdom of God and everything you get home and there's two units and there's no one responding to your question for asking for help. Show us who you are. It's easy when that SMS comes through with the deposit, when that emails come through and your, 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 your application has been successful. All It's easy to be a son. Jesus had 12 disciples. 11 of them became sons. Sure. Marla, I think, 
Having all the characteristics of a four-month-old baby, I'll call you a side and say, me, bro, but in the fast, there's something here that's not... And the child is walking in the house, Because it says, there's a time to desire a sincere milk of the world, sincere, that you may grow. Not that it's nice. Check. Does it say desire sincere milk of the world so that you can enjoy it? No. The point of milk is to grow, guys. The point of milk is to grow. And it would be frustrating, mothers, if you have to give titi to a six-year-old child. Why do we think it's easier spiritually? Because every minister wants to give you steak, but I know I will kill you when I give you steak in your baby. But I cannot continuously give you milk. Where is it going to? Because you're not growing. So it means now you're using it just for enjoyment, not for maturity. The Word. So what grows us as believers? The Word. That's why any church where the Word is not held the highest, they have all these activities, prophecy, all these things, but the Word is despised. Check the growth of their church's believers. Babies. Come on guys, we've seen this. Go deeper, Papa. I, I, I sense in my spirit, there's, there's someone here with the cell number that starts with zero. You are a man of God! Oh guys, come on. In that number there might be a six or a three. You are a man of God! Oh guys. But if you have the word, you say no man. No man. No, like, unless you come to a point where you are not happy with insufficient supply of spiritual food, chances are you might be stillborn. Because you know what happens with the baby? There comes an age in those months where I think six months, for the first six months, they say, even if you think your baby is constipated, you don't give them water, just give them milk. Everything a baby needs is in the milk. But there comes a time where the milk don't feed their hunger anymore. Then you add what? The porridge. Then you add the solids. Then you add all these other things as the baby grows. Why? Even the baby system, no, the milk now can be supplemented by other things. It's more solid because my system is ready. If you just like milk, not milk, your system might be something wrong with it. And that's why we call it maturity. Yes, let me sort cake, man. It says, desire sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. John 15 verses 1 to 5. What if after this? Unnaturally linked. There's something in there. sincere milk, not just milk, sincere milk of the word, right? Check this, it says, I am the true vine. We're going to deal with this now. This is Jesus, I am Jesus, the true vine. My father is the husbandman. Husbandman here just means gardener. So he's the one who looks after the garden, right? It's going to start getting real right now. Mike Tyson is here. Every 
branch. Check this guys. So what are we? We are the branches. Right. Have you ever seen a vineyard? Where does the fruit grow? On the vine? No, on the branches. Right. If you see fruit growing on the vine, something wrong with the tree, right? Check this. It says here, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, it takes away. There's another version that says it cuts away. Every branch that does not bear fruit, not the ones that we, God himself know and he cuts. Come on guys, when you feel disconnected, ask yourself who disconnected you. Guys, like a He says, every branch in me, who's, who's saying this? Jesus said. Not even Jesus is saying, I remove you. Come here, let me say, I'm divine, come here quickly. I don't know what this is going to I'm the vine. Check this, guys. This is Jesus. Come here quickly. This is my father. You are my father, right? He's the husband. Right? So you are connected. We are connected. Jesus says, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, my father takes away the branch. Go. The father. Not even Jesus. Not your brothers or your sisters. God the Father hates unfruitfulness so much that He removes a branch that does not produce. We're going to deal with this because this is maturity. So now the problem here is it says that once you're in the vine and you don't bring forth fruit, this is what Jesus did. Did Jesus come and say, okay, I'm going to give you another week victory. If I come next week, he says, you are where you're supposed to be providing food. You are not. You are not living according to your purpose. You living. You are a waste of power and sustenance. Die. Now we understand that the grace of God has limits. Because it says, you in Christ. How can you not have life? Who is Christ? I'm the way, the truth, and the life. The Ruach bread of Christ is so much. It was in his garments. When she touched here, that is, this is body. No. But it flowed into everything he touched, Pastor Brian. How can you have... She wasn't connected to him. She did not fellowship with him or what. She just came because there were crowds. And she was desperate. I'm bleeding to death. Help me. She crept through with the stinkiness, with the blood everywhere. You know, she crept and she touched. There was no connection between her and Christ until she touched not even his body, the hem of his garment. The life is so much that it healed her. This makes God said, how are you connected? And no life. And someone that touched me briefly. How dead are you? How can you be connected to him, in him, dead? Guys, come on. Just being touched by Him must ensure fruitfulness. So now we ask ourselves, how did you reach a level of unfruitfulness? Yet you were part of the vine. Because now God the Father comes, thank you gentlemen, God the Father comes to the branch that's unfruitful and He sees life flowing. But He sees no fruit. Meaning you are a waste. I'd rather prune the ones that are providing then continue supply to you who are dead. Check this. 
He takes away. Who takes away? The Father takes away any that does not bear fruit. And every branch that bears fruit, he purges. We know prune. You know what pruning basically means? Purge. What is purge? To clean. To purify. Check who gets pruned. Not the ones who don't bring forth fruit. He purge that they may bring forth. So he says every branch that brings forth fruit, he cleans, he prunes, he processes, he refines, he puts you through a process not to kill you. To make you more excellent. Now here's the thing. Father, why am I going through so much when things don't seem to work and God is like, I see you bring forth fruit, it's not enough. I need to purge you so that you can bring forth more fruit. Mature people understand God is just preparing me to bear more. To bear more. Babies will be like, why am I being cut alone? Why am I going through this? I see everybody prospering. You don't even know that you're in such a privileged position because it's only you either get pruned or you get removed. So now you get refined so that God can give you more. If many of us ask God, Father, Lord, prosper me. Yes. And what happens right after that prayer, Jordan? It seems like hell is turned loose. No, it's not hell. The Father is pruning you. Not to kill you, Tino. Bring forth more fruit. Now you are clean. <laughs> Purge, guys, come on. Now you are purged through what? That's why it felt like Mike Tyson was eating you. The word is not just to make you feel good, brother, given. It is to what? Hit off all the faulty things. And every tree, every branch that is pruned, if it could speak to you, it will tell you. It hurts a bit today. Can you see my wounds are still fresh? It's supposed to hurt because you're alive and the cutting off, it's opened. But the pain will be replaced by what? Fruitfulness. Fruitfulness. By what? By the word. That's why I'm so on the word. And say, go and apply it, sister. Shall I go sleep a bit, have your lunch, and afterwards listen to it again. Go through your notes. Why? The word cleans you. Now you are clean. How can Jesus in the middle of all this fruitfulness just come in verse 3 and says, now you are clean with the word? Does it make sense? No. But now we understand. The previous verse says that you grow by what? The word. So when the word comes in, growing pains, you're going to fall, you're going to tumble, all those things. But for you to walk perfectly, you have to go through a process of challenges. Check children, they never play outside. Now's generation especially. They go, within one hour, they come back blood everywhere. For Fred, why? They have not developed. <laughs> they just hear with the phones. Not developed, nothing. No process, nothing. They just hear with the phones. Then they go and play outside because they are not trained in that way. The terrain is too rough for them. You are purged. You are pruned through the word. The word prunes. Before he blesses. First he broke it. Ouch. Then he blessed it. Thank you. Broke it. Blessed it. So if the word hit you to some, now you understand that the issue here is not my brothers and sisters and all these things. Now it is me. Have I taken in enough word to be cleansed? 
But if I push it aside for just nicer things, where I just hear how blessed I am in all these things. No, the word prunes. God, don't prune the dead branches. But we're going somewhere. You, have, you are clean or purged or pruned through the word that I've spoken to you. Abide in me. What does abide mean? Anyone? Yeah, right, that is not nice. What does it really mean? Abide means, apart from, apart from that, it means I'm completely submitted to the laws of this union. You cannot say you're abiding in God and you're always against what God wants to do, always against what the body wants to do. Abide means I'm not just connected, I'm agreeing with everything this kingdom stands for. Now we understand that sons agree whether they like it or not, whether it feels right or not. Sons agree. Come here, Judas. Judas. Judas walked with Christ like this. Seems like he was abiding. He wasn't. Because in his mind, he wasn't agreeing with everything. How do I know? Someone gives money, Judas says, no, 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 it's good for you. And like, no, the poor will always be with you. Judas always was against, so he was connected but not abiding. It's not just you being here, it's you abiding completely by what the vision is or not. That is what abides. So Jesus said, stay in me and agree to everything the Father wants. I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself. Judas was the one that never became a son. Why? He was with them, but God was not in him. He was connected. But not abiding and that's why the fruits that he produced was carnal why he was with the vine but you're also not with the vine you cannot take yourself disconnect yourself from the source of life and expect fruit the moment you disconnect yourself whatever your reason is you know death is following you thank you pastor it says as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself have you ever seen a branch just laying on the ground and peaches come as hungry as you are. <laughs> you look at that bitch like oh, you look nice, but just the way you came into being, it's disorder. It says, abide in me. You agree. Abiding in God is not just I'm attending a church, it's like you abide scripturally, you stand. That is maturity. Do you think it was easy for the for the, the, the because some of them were married? Peter had a wife. And Peter was everywhere with Jesus. Do you think sometimes it's his wife couldn't want something? But when he gets home and the wife, because they don't tell us everything. So there were times when he could see their families. And he gets home and like, yeah, Jesus' husband, a binder, branch, children don't have shoes, eh? you're healing everyone. You think it was easy? You think all these guys, you think all these guys just had it easy? The one career you had, fishing, to sell and to feed your family, Jesus tells you to leave it. You get to someone where they're supposed to give offering and it seems like it just goes to the coffers and we don't know how they got paid. And you have a wife that wants a, a business to be run. Do you think it was easy to abide? It's constantly dying to say, oh, Father, this is not good. I don't know how I'm going to provide for my family, but I abide. Abiding is not easy. Why must we all, every Wednesday, be at church? There are people that we claim are dead spiritually. They at church seven days a week. And we see the fruits in their life. Why? They are abiding. Principle is they are so committed, even with wrong doctrines. 
We have the best doctrine in the world, but your abiding stinks. It says abide. No branch, guys. If you choose as a branch to disconnect yourself, cannot be fruitful. And if you don't have fruit, what happens to you? Who removes you? The Father. There's no leader in any church that can remove anyone from the branch, only the Father can. So when you feel like I'm not I'm disconnected, ask yourself, who disconnected you? Because it's easy to say I'm not there anymore because uh, Louisa is always sitting in front. <laughs> my thing is, my, this is my thing. If you don't want to be at the church anymore, just go to the pastor and say, Pastor, I know it's not working. Don't, don't come. Yo, guys. Now we were sitting three hour meetings trying to find the reason. Just come and say, I don't like seeing Brother Greg's always wearing denim. Yeah. The church I grew up in, they wore suits every week. But don't come and say stuff because your disconnection is your responsibility. And the thing is that it's not a leader. Don't go and say lead. No, God himself. Because it does not make sense. How are you with my son? The life-giving force. Yet no fruit. So you're wasting resources. It's better that we cut you off and save a Sangoma. That will come in, delivered, a newborn baby. That will feed on the mouth, the feast. Then people that think they know. And then there will still be people like, yeah, even Sangoma's look no care. I think I must save now, hey. The earth is the Lord's in the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Even that Sangoma in darkness, when God wants to save her, he can. No one can tell him who to save. Because people that are connected are not cynical. You don't only take the power to bring forth fruit, you take the nature, guys. We've been speaking of nature. Nature. Are you custodian of glory? Yes, Father. How do you know you are? Because I'm abiding. I'm not just connecting. I'm abiding. Let's walk. And then we save the Sangoma. Go, touch the Sangoma then. <laughs> and then we save the Shabin Queen. Go. No, I will, I will shock you now, guys. I will shock you. Because we have this tendency in believing that God only saves who is pleasing to us. No, no. And then the word of God goes out in a funeral like yesterday and someone I never thought is, I'm going to give you a testament of what the word of God did to someone's life. And, and the word of God reaches a drug dealer somehow and gets touched and the life that comes from the vine flows through the branches. And you that are cynical and are connected but not abiding, yes. yet unfruitful, not even knowing that you've been disconnected. You see all these people that you feel should not be in the church getting saved and you judge them because they are not your preferred crowd. And they are focused in drinking milk growing. And the more they grow, God is adding to the diet and they're growing and growing and you become more bitter, more bitter, more bitter. And eventually God says your breath stinks, your worship stinks and it cuts you off. And God saves people that you thought are not savable because you think God works according to your schedule. And God saves Sangoma, drug dealer, whoever prostitute and they grow and they save thousands. Why? They got the message and they started running. We ministered yesterday, just, thank you guys, we ministered yesterday. There's a guy, he's a smoker, I know him. 
This guy said to me after church. He said to me, I wanted to go and smoke. But I couldn't. It felt like the word captured me. And then after that, we waited for a while. Remember, we waited for a while for the undertakers and the family. He says, even then, the praise and worship captured me. He says, you know the church, I mean, we don't operate this way. But there was something that keeps me. Check this, guys. Because why? The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. With all these layers, where it attends church, what it does is smoking, whatever, going to clubs and stuff like that. Deep inside is something that God has made in His image and likeness. And when the word which is God was spoken, it was like a, 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 a seed that went in. And, the, and that guy said, I will, they said, Pastor, please excuse me, can I go and smoke now? I, I feel like my, I'm like, you know what, do what I says, but you know, I even feel guilty telling you this. Please pray for me, you'll see me soon in church. What am I saying? I'm saying to you, if we just do what we need to do, the sincere word of God, just put the seed. How were we saved? We didn't even understand what they were saying, but the spirit that accompanied the sincere milk reached me, and I'm like, I like this. I've been filling the void in my life with, with alcohol, with sex, and all this. You guys know my story. But when I went to the tent that evening, I did not understand righteousness because in Kerevan's was we didn't preach like that. But I just knew I had a taste for milk. I wanted Don't write off people. It might just be a sign that you're busy being cut off. God sent into the kingdom of God the filthiest people to test our hearts. That is God. He saved a filthy, filthy, and he stunning. And all I wanted was more casting. I said to myself, first two years, no girlfriend, because I knew myself. In a relationship, I knew. I knew. I had geweet, crocodile, I had geweet. said, God, keep me pure. Just want to keep drinking and growing. Keep drinking and growing. Was I perfect? No, I wasn't. But I knew the distractions at least. I knew. Didem is going to derail me. This thing is going to, and I cut it off. Fruit don't come to people that are not abiding. Things won't always go your way. Do you think serving under Apostle Alfred, I respect him a lot. There's always stuff. Us, other leaders, sometimes they come with stuff. Pastor, can we do this? And I said, no, let me hear from my head first. I'm connected. Because if I'm rebellious to him, I will sow it here. Tomorrow I'm raising rebels. Sons abide. Even if I sit there like, hey, but Apostle, and it's like, Pastor T, this is the way we go in. Ask them. That's why there was stuff like the discipleship classes and stuff that was supposed to have happened. And then there was a call from my leader to say, wait, we must do one, two, three, four first. And then I had to come back and say, wait a bit, guys, wait a bit, guys. And we seem like we don't have direction. No, we've got direction. Direction is found in abiding and being obedient. Just stay in me. Stay. Stay even when it doesn't feel it. Nice. Pastor, you've been laying hands on us and things are just falling more out of at home. And God is like, I saw you grow, my child. And I saw only two peaches. It means I must shape you. Because that's what pruning does. It doesn't only cut off the unfruitful parts. It also shapes your anatomy to bring forth more fruit. Because God is skilled. He does it. Maybe through your pastor, through whatever, but God does it. And then he says, India, I've seen you. 
bring forth two fruits. I know there's more. But the way you are shaped currently, your mind and your heart, I need to prune your blood so you can bring, not to kill you, to bring forth more fruits. That's abiding. When it's like, Father, it does not feel good. It does not feel good. Father, I, I, that's it. I'm not going to teach you niceties. I'm going to teach you how to stand in the midst of the storm. I've not got, had a contract for my company in a while, but I choose to stay. It's pruning. So when all those other fruits that God has been preparing me for come, you don't stand in the garden proud. You know I have this only by the grace and the cleaning of God. All this fruit, you'll tell people, I did nothing. I didn't cut myself, maybe God prepared me. But people that don't understand processing will walk as if they are the boss. As the branch, except in the vine in the vine, no more can you, except if you abide in me. I am the vine. And Jesus keeps on emphasizing this. I am the vine, the true vine. Okay, how would I have the doctor? Who is the vine? Jesus. Who is the vine? Jesus. That someone say, Jesus, God showed me you are the vine. Meaning that Jesus knew he was the vine. Right? Okay. <laughs> Sounds funny, but Pastor, a prophet came to me and said, I, I, I'm, I'm an apostle. Hey, Muna, what did God for you to say? In Him we live, in Him we move. There's many songs that will get new understanding when we're almost done. He that stays, abides in me, and I in Him, the same bring forth. The same. Who? The ones who stay. Are you seeing fruit in your life yet? It's either being pruned or you're still growing. But stay. And stay connected. We're going to deal with it now. Without me, come and raise some. Come, one, two, three. Does it say some things? Does it say a little? Luto, Sime, Nux, Zolch, Nada. You'll be the most qualified, unfruitful person. Psalm 1 verse 3. What was that? Psalm 1 verse 3. Psalms 1 verse 3. Psalms, the first chapter. That's actually how we read it. It's not the first psalm. It's a hero. Zibata. I never had a regret. All around water. Check the Psalms 1. And he, so this he is um, all genders, right? And he shall be like what? Is this a plant? A tree. It speaks of maturity. Planted. What does planted mean? Intentionally. No, not just rooted. Because even weed, concrete weeds, are rooted. So it's not just rooted. What are you rooted in? That you may grow by the sincere milk. Sincere means pure. So not every milk you drink is right for you. Sincere milk. Not every vine is the vine. It is the true vine. Check. So planted means then that you are positioned as the come here quickly. A tree. I am the husbandman, God. He shall be as a tree planted. 
cannot plant yourself. I plant you. Why? I know the river that flows here will provide water. I know the climate is good for the kind of fruit you must bring forth. Remember when we brought all those tropical trees from Nelspruit? And after five years only, the Evos came out, and the Evos were not even Evos. We could actually throw one another. It was like stones. Why? Was nothing wrong with the climate and the atmosphere was not where God intended for it to be planted. Right? And it shall be like a what? A tree intentionally positioned by God. Not just guys coming, not just growing. He shall be a matured son placed intentionally where God wants him to be. Sometimes God will plant you in a classroom church. If God is the doer of it, stay there. Now they don't meet your standards or your level and you move yourself to a mega church and you go and die. Stay rooted by God in Him, Him in you. Planted by rivers of water. What does this speak of? It speaks of the continuous river, not a dam. River, continuous flowing from a clean source to you. He shall be planted. So if you remove yourself from that place, you firstly disobedient. The second thing you have stopped abiding. The third thing is you've stopped yourself from the flow of life into you. That brings forth what? In what? Season. Many of you are planted, rooted, receiving the word continuously. But you still, it's not your season yet. Stay. Because with the season comes the ability. Stay. Do you think orange trees in summer, they get angry when they see grapes? And no, they know our season comes. When no other fruit we can bring forth fruit, net once. That's what God does in your season. It will not look like the season to prosper. But because you are planted in His season. Guys, give can give so always gift. Not in everyone's season, His. Then He shall be like a tree placed by God that will only bring forth fruit when God has ordained for Him. Guys, come on. God blessing you does not mean God is cursing him. Yes. Your season is your season. Yes. But whilst you wait, you won't die. Come on, guys. You won't die. You're a season. Why? When am I to stay? Stay. Because now you uproot yourself and go to where Nathan is planted and get more frustrated because the bit of sustenance God used was a vine, a branch like you, he cannot provide you with food. Let me shock you. Pastor Brian went through something. An example, not really. Right? His mother. He's cut off. God has removed him. Not the church, nothing. He removed himself. God has cut him off. His mother. He's still a Christian. Still in church. Still a leader. But a baby. Right? Now here's a young man that is planted. But frustrated because it's not yet his season. It does not say he gets fruit every day. 
every day he will experience the mercies of God because his mercies are new every morning. But his season for abundance has not yet come. He gets frustrated. So now Pastor Brian, which is just a disciple but not a son because there's a difference, it's disconnected. Jared asked for advice thinking he seemed a matured son because you've been walking with God for a long time. Kanti is an unfruitful fig tree that have dried up because of bitterness. He asked for advice. Pastor Brian can Pastor Brian because he can only give chapters. He cannot give life. Firstly, he could have given life if he was connected to the vine. He's not. He can only give what's in him. So he spews bitterness. He spews not the sincere milk. Guys, come on. So he opens his mouth and he even uses scriptures, but he spews filthy milk. And Jared, by misdirection, sincerely, walks over to the other side. And they die together. And he can preach because the gifts of God are without repentance. He can sing because the gifts of God are without repentance. But all they will be spewing over people that enjoy their dream is filthy milk. And that's why we see them busy, but we see no fruit. Tell me one of the disciples of John the Baptist's name. No fruit. Why? There was a time when he became bitter towards Jesus and asked, Is this the Messiah or should we wait for another one? You held, you felt him in the womb when he greeted you and you were, that was the Messiah. But you couldn't speak, but when you were mature, you said, This is the, the Lamb of God who takes away the turn. But the thing is, you were not constantly fed by the vine. And John the Baptist became bitter and asked, Is this the Messiah or should we wait another one? How did you know I was a Messiah when you were a fetus? But now, as a grown son, you cannot see God. Come on. Because the Messiah is discerned. It's not recognized. Simeon the prophet. Jesus is a baby. He discerned this is the Savior of the world. And he died. And then he comes to Nicodemus and all his smart friends and they could not discern him. That's why they could not recognize him. So stay, Jared. Stay. When you're getting married, when you're getting home, stay. It's not your season yet. Because if you listen to other guys who seem to have made it, and you don't listen or stay connected, you're going to move out and do quick things, and God is not in it. And then you sit in a marriage where you wish that your wife die or you die, because there's no life in your marriage. Stay. Thank you. His leave shall not wither in whatever he does. This is what happens when you're connected. Whatever you do, prosper. To whatever there speaks of that, you are so full of the life of God, Brother Greggs. You cannot but prosper. Sonsam, he shall be like a tree planted by streams of living water to bring forth fruit in his season, and he shall prosper. Are we custodians of glory? John 15 verse 8, last verse, be done. Mm. Check this. After everything Jesus has said, 
Father, we give you the glory. We lift up your name. Father, Father, check how God is glorified. Hear him, my Father, who's the husbandman. Who's this Maya? Jesus. Hear him, is my Father glorified. Are we custodians of glory? That you bear fruit. Much fruit. Simple. But deep when you understand the verses that we did before. That's why God removes unfruitful branches. Because it doesn't bring glory to Him. When you are planted and you remove yourself, you are indirectly saying, I choose not to carry your glory or glorify you. So Jesus in John 17 verse 4 could say this with confidence, I've done everything you sent me to do and I glorify you. Meaning, Father, you can see my life, there's fruit. So now we understand that because we sometimes want to make this a very deeply spiritual thing. And yes it is. Since my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit. We done four this week. May God really bring us to a point where we matured. Next week we're going deeper, not into fruitfulness, but as the Holy Spirit leads. Let me read this again. Here in my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you shall be my disciples. Thank you.